Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. Well, we certainly did have a great time over the weekend at the Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley Men's Retreat with the theme of Victory. And you remember maybe those podcasts, they were a little noisier than normal, uh, but we had a great time. And it was really a fun time with the men and just uh, fellowship that we were able to share together. But uh, more than that, I think it was a fruitful time. And I think God worked in people's hearts and lives uh, as we talked about victory. And somebody was asking me, hey, where do we come up with that theme? And specifically, we talked about victory over pride, anger, and lust. And we said, well, we as pastors basically just said, well, what are the issues we're seeing with men most in counseling? And let's just address them head on, right? Because those seem to be common threads that come up a lot. And I had the privilege of bringing the first message of the retreat, the message on victory over pride. And we actually began that message by looking at one of our verses today from 1 Peter chapter 5. And there in the middle of that and verse five, it says, clothe yourselves, all of you with humility toward one another for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I invited the men of our church to uh, imagine something, a hypothetical situation with me, their pastor. I invited them to imagine me as an NFL football player. Now, not me with the body of an NFL football player, but me just as I am as an NFL football player. And to picture me lining up on the offensive line. Um, and the picture me, you know, against some of these big, strong, fast defensive linemen. Okay, the ball is snapped. What's going to happen to me? And even when I, when I asked that, when I said, Hey, what happens to me when the ball is snapped? Somebody, somebody shouted out, you will be too, right? I'll be snapped, right? Well, I'll, I'll be thrown. It's not going to be good for me, right? But the point of that illustration was, okay, well, however much bigger those NFL linemen are than me, God is way bigger. And if you are proud, God is lining up on the other side of the line of scrimmage from you. God opposes the proud. And we talked about how pride really seeks to un-God God. God. Pride seeks to put us at the center. And I want to share with you today, if you were at the retreat, this will be helpful review because you can be like, well, now I'm batting back down the mountain a couple days. What am I seeing of this in my life? And if you weren't there, I shared 11 symptoms of the most sinister sin that we need to look out for. And the first one might actually be surprising to you. It was anxiety. Well, why would I say that? Well, verse six, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. Um, and then verse seven says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. When he tells people to humble themselves, the first thing he warns them about is anxiety. I want you to realize anxiety is a form of pride. You are anxious because you are not God. You can't see the future. You can't control the future. So you freak out and you worry and you need to accept that God is God and you are not. 
Another symptom that we see that kind of from the verses before is a lack of submission. He calls people to submit to the leaders in the church. And we see that here about leaders in the church. We saw it in 1 Peter 2 about submitting to government. We see the Bible talk about kids submitting to their parents, wives submitting to their husbands, um, servants to their masters. All throughout scripture, we see a call to submit to authority. And we need to realize if we see bucking up against authority as a common thread in our lives, that is pride. Um, God calls us to submit to authority. And so we submit to authority out of reverence for God, right? Because he is God and we are not. Another symptom is frequent conflict. And James 4 uses that same quote from Proverbs, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And there it's in the context of conflict. What causes conflicts and quarrels among you? And Really, we see it's not because you're not getting what you want. And that is stemming from pride. And God is opposed to the proud. So is there conflict at home for you, at work for you, everywhere for you? What's the common thread there? Is it you and is it your pride? Another symptom is overconfidence in your own godliness. All right, we think of 1 Corinthians 10. Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Yeah, and we talked about that at a retreat. If you're coming to the retreat thinking, well, pride, lust, anger, you know, I'll help other guys with that because I don't struggle with any of those things. That's pride. And we need to watch out. If we think we're doing well, hey, we are all just a moment away from slipping into sin. Another symptom of pride is an unwillingness to confess sin. Think of Matthew 7 where it says, take the log out of your own eye before you address the speck in your brother's eye. Do you ever say the words, I'm sorry? You should. And if you are in conflict with someone else and refusing to acknowledge the ways you have contributed to the problem, God is opposed to you. He's opposed to the proud. A sense of self-accomplishment is another symptom of pride. Daniel 4.30 talks about King Nebuchadnezzar looking around and saying, Is this not great Babylon, which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty? Well, that's what a lot of people might do with their homes or their businesses or some hobby that they don't look at all that I have done. No, what do we have that we have not received? Self-pity is often a form of pride. Uh, you, you know, we think, woe is me. Uh, well, we looked at Isaiah 6. Woe is me is actually what we would say if we could see ourselves before a holy God. Lots of times self-pity, we are giving ourselves way too much credit and acting like I deserve better than this. Uh, people-pleasing is another symptom of pride because people-pleasing is not really about serving those people. It's about those people liking you, and that is pride. Prayerlessness is pride. Uh, one writer said, prayerlessness is our declaration of independence from God. When we pray, we are acting like we don't need God. Being unteachable is another symptom of pride. When we act like we don't have anything to learn from other people. Uh, that's not how we want to live. The proud person isn't going to learn anything from anybody. But the humble person realizes, I, I can actually learn something from anybody. Um, there may be a lot of things that aren't right or that I disagree with, but maybe there's something I can learn from. And then uh, the 11th symptom I gave the guys was complaining and said, hey, come to church this weekend. And since then, we've done a whole sermon on complaining. And really, that is another symptom of pride. 
So what's the solution? Well, verse six says there, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. Um, That really is such a banner verse, I think, for so much of sanctification. So much of sanctification is really humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And we talked about a few ways to do that as well. The first is receive the Savior. Uh, Pride keeps a lot of people from becoming Christians because they think they can be good enough. That's not Christianity. We need Jesus. Uh, Another way to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand is to trust his providence. He is God and we are not. And he knows what he is doing. We don't need to question him. We don't need to try to figure out what he's doing. We don't need to try to uh, manipulate things. We need to be faithful and obedient to what he has called us to do, but we don't need to manipulate things for our own purposes. God is in control. We need to respect God's word. Isaiah 66 talks about trembling at the word of God and how many people read the Bible and kind of act like I get to pass judgment on the Bible, whether or not I think this passage is valuable. What in the world is that? That's pride. That's what that is. We need to tremble at the word of God. Uh, We also need to lean on God's help. We talked about prayerlessness being a symptom of pride. Well, prayerfulness can be a symptom of humility as we cast our anxieties on the Lord, or even as we lean on the help that God provides through the local church. So again, maybe that's some helpful review if you were at the men's retreat. Maybe that's uh, helpful sharing with you if you were not of some of the things that we learned from God's word there. Well, Jeremiah 18 through 21 is our Old Testament passage today, and you see some serious words of judgment today. You see this illustration of the potter and the broken flask, and even the potter. Sometimes people are like, oh, oh yeah, God's the potter, I'm the clay. Uh, The context here is really, yeah, God can destroy something and make something new if he wants to. He, He has the right to do that. We see some pretty harsh words spoken against this posture, the priest who persecuted Jeremiah. And then we see one of the most amazing passages in the book of Jeremiah in chapter 21, where, um, the king, it says, he sends to Pasher, the son of Malchiah and Zephaniah, the priest, and they say, inquire of the Lord, inquire of Yahweh. And they're saying, hey, maybe God will help us out uh, according to all the great things he's done in the past. But then Jeremiah, he says to them, thus you shall say to Zedekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, behold, I will turn back the weapons of war that are in your hands and with which you are fighting against the king of Babylon and against the Chaldeans who are besieging you outside the walls. And I will bring them together in the midst of this city. I myself will fight against you with outstretched hand and strong arm in anger and in fury and in great wrath. Wow. That's how God feels about the sin of Judah. And that kind of uh, does a nice bookend for us today as we wrap this up, because guess what? God is opposed to the proud. God is basically saying, hey, Jerusalem, I'm opposed to you. I'm going to turn back the weapons in your hands against you. Well, God's going to do the same thing to you if you are proud. So humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.